0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Um, today I want to talk about Father's heart because who he is. Because Jesus came to show us his Father, and um, and the thing is that if you re- if you're a student of the Bible at all, um, you'd know that the the last book of the Bible in the sorry the last book of the Old Testament. Um, There's 400 years of silence where God did not speak um, to Israel or through Israel or anything like that. And and you look at the God of the Old Testament and you look at the God of the New Testament and you sort of go, some people just go, they're not the same person. Like the God of the New Testament's all nice and love and new relationship. The God of the Old Testament is like, How? You shall not, you shall not, don't do this. I'll give you a spanking. I'm going to wipe you out, kill these people. And you're like, How do you reconcile? What happened in between? You know, did he have some therapy? Like in between, was that the 400 years? Did he have a holiday? Did he, did he, I don't know, do some self-work or something like that? He, oh, gee, I've been really tough on him. How am I going to turn it around? But the thing is that the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament, are exactly the same God. Um, and when you look through the Old Testament, you, you see the, the nature of God. You see the personage of God. And that's why, I forget which one it is, I think it's about the third, I'm the Lord your God don't have any other gods apart from me. Don't make any idols. Don't bow down. them. don't misuse. That's it. The third commandment is don't misuse. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain, is the old King James. But what it means is don't misuse the name of God. Now, what's in a name? What's in a name? You've got to look at that. Because we just think, oh, it's swearing. It's using God's name as a swear word or Jesus' name as a swear word. No, 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 no. Don't misuse the name. What's in a name? Character is in a name. Identity is in a name. Everything is encompassed in a name. Father. That means so much. Like I I got a text from Bridie. Oh, I can't even look at it. Oh, she gave me a text this morning. So did Chelsea. Oh, and they just said beautiful things about me. All of it true. Uh, Because fatherhood is a journey. Now, when Kylie showed me that sticky thing, and we found out that we were um, we were pregnant, and um, I wasn't ready, thought I was, thought I knew enough about life that I could be a father. Was, what was I thinking? You know, like it's a journey. But the number one thing that I always wanted to do was speak in speak life into my kids, encourage them. You know, tell them that they're great. Tell them that they're good. Never point out their faults. Encourage them through their weaknesses and and really just speak life into them because that's exactly what God does to each one of us. You might think, but God of the Old Testament, you know, is really harsh and, and horrible. No, 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 no. He had to be because of the relationship that he had with mankind because he was planning for a perfect time when he was going to send the Messiah, his son, the anointed one. The Christ, the Messiah, to to die, to take on the sins of the world and then once and for all bring relationship where where sin entered through one man, it was taken back through one innocent man and we could freely come into into relationship. I've been reading some scriptures lately about how our salvation is for everyone. You know, we, we think, oh, yeah, salvation's only for those that believe in Jesus. And I, I was reading this scripture the other night and I, and I said, look at this salvation. It, it actually, I can't, I wish I had that scripture. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants here. But it said, salvation belongs to everyone, especially those who believe. And I went, wow, that's, that's profound. It is available to everyone. And, and that's where I love that we have, A just God, because too many times we will condemn and we will judge people and we'll say, oh, but you don't believe in Jesus, so you're done for when you die. Um, God is God. And I'm telling you now, he is better than what you think he is. He's gooder than what you think he is. He's more holy than what you think he is. He's more loving than what you think he is. He's more embracing than what you'll ever think he is. And I just want to talk about how beautiful he is this morning, because I want to try and model him to my kids. That has been my, my heart, and I, I haven't done it the best way, because I'm human too. I've made mistakes, I've, I've flown off the handle, I've been angry, I've shouted at the wrong times, I've got you know all those type of things that I remember, and then my beautiful daughters write me a note and tell me... Oh. <laughs> Imagine, see this is just me, I'm, a, I'm just a human dad and my heart, when my kids tell me how much they love me and how, what they think of me and how much it affects me, imagine our father when we thank him for what he has done for us, when we praise him and tell him how good he is and how wondrous he is and how glorious he is, and you might think, but he hasn't done this for me and he hasn't done that for me. How, how much would my heart break if this morning my, my kids text me and said, Dad, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, you said you were going to do this, I've been asking for so long for you to do this for me and you still haven't done it. I, I'd just be like... they're right i have but but in my heart is to do that you might be looking at the moment and thinking god hasn't done this he hasn't answered this prayer yet that's just how it seems it's not how it is it's how it seems and don't let your doubt get in the road in the road of the impossibility that god can make possible all things are possible with God. That proclamation was made after a young virgin got pregnant. She didn't walk up to her husband and say, and he goes, What's this, Mary? And she goes, A pregnancy test. No, no, no. He didn't get one of those. He got told by an angel that your, what, your, your fiance is pregnant. It's a journey. Our Father wants us to journey with Him. Our Father wants us to journey with Him. And His heart for each one of us is to have a prosperous, joyful, peaceful, harmonious existence on the planet. Please don't get caught up with looking at what you don't have with what you do have. What God has given you. If you've got nothing to be thankful for, then the breath that you're saying I've got nothing to be thankful for is still the breath of life that God breathed into you. You didn't just come about because of your parents. You came about because God Almighty wanted you on this planet at this time. There has never been another one of you and there never will be again. You are unique. Everything about you reminds the enemy of everything that he's lost. The enemy hates you. He's out to destroy you and make you look at all the negative things and all the stuff that you don't have and just make you try and hate life or hate God or forget that you're made in it because everything about us, we're made in the image of God. It reminds him of everything that he's lost that he will never get back. I don't know who that's for, but you need to start looking at life through the eyes of Jesus and start looking at life through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. I I said this in the first session. I'm going to do it again. There was a time in my life I had to actually speak to my brain. It might sound a bit weird, but I had to do it. I had to say, mind, and I put my hand on my head, and I said, mind, come under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. And I, I, I just want to share that with you because some of you need to do this it's not it's not a trick it's not a not a magic trick that I'll mess up this is actually something that is so powerful and so real because he is the spirit of truth he's the spirit of revelation he's the spirit of Jesus and we are called to have the mind of Christ we're not called to have a double mind you know <laughs> Two ways, we're called to have the mind of Christ, because a double-minded person is unstable in all they do. I know when I've gone, oh, I need to do it like this, or oh, should I do it like that, or, Oh, I don't know, and, and you mess it all up. But when I go, this is how we're doing it, we're going on with it, Pfft, nothing can stop you. We're called to have a mind that looks at the positives. We're called to have a mind that looks at what is good in life, what is good in other people. Jesus went around doing good to everyone. He saw God in everyone. Jesus is the smartest bloke I know. Oh, We're just going to have a look at how much time have I got. Oh, gee, I went really off the rails in the first session, so I hope we don't do that again. (laughs) Matthew 7. This, Matthew 7, it starts at Matthew 5 with the, the, it's called the Beatitudes, where Jesus goes, sees a crowd, heads up onto a mountain. It's funny, Jesus, when he sees a crowd, he always runs. Um, Because that wasn't his purpose. His purpose wasn't to draw a crowd. His purpose was to speak into the hungry, speak into the lives of people that had a hunger for God, had a hunger for real life. And I believe that you people are those. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Who's hungry? Yeah. So he starts off with talking about blessed are people, that, how they are. And, and if you, you could go through it, there is so much in it. Chapter 5, chapter 6 talks about all these different things. Chapter 7, it hits. And that right at the end of chapter 7, he, he wraps it all up so beautifully. And he says, therefore, everyone, not just some of you, but everyone who hears these words of mine. And, if, and look, there is so many of them here. I encourage you to go and read them. Read through this because there is, there is powerful. And if you don't understand it, just say, Holy Spirit. Speak to me. Show me what what Jesus was actually saying here because there is just so much in here. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, does them on a daily basis, lives their life according to them, they will be like a man, a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had, it had its foundations on the rock. If you put into practice what Jesus has said, just in these couple of not just these couple of chapters, but his whole life, his whole existence was about showing us the Father's heart and how to live a life well. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice. Now these words are not just really out there religious, faithy, churchy words. Everyone says these type of things, but they're in the context of what God requires and has provided for each one of us. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and the house fell with a great crash. It's talking about our lives, not the house, houses we live in and about construction and all that. It's talking about our lives. If we build our lives based on what the Father desires for us, in us, and through us, what the Father desires, then. We're going to have a house that is strong. We're going to have a life that is strong. And when the stuff comes, the torrents blow and, the, and the, the things that just come out of nowhere and the things that just want to beat you up and drag you down, you're going to stand strong. You're going to stand firm. You're not going to get blown over. And I'm, I'm telling you now, don't look to the wind. Some of you, don't look to the rains. Don't look to the, to the torrents that are coming or the streams rising in your life. Look to the words of Jesus. Some of these things are just so powerful. Oh, blessed are the poor in spirit, it starts out with. Now, you might think, poor in spirit? what? I've got to be all, no, 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 no. poor in spirit actually says that you know that you don't have everything in your life. It actually is a very wise place to be in. It's, it's saying here that you know that you need help. Blessed is the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. When you know that you don't have it all, you need help in your spirit, you need help in your life. If you, if you just go, ah, no, I, I, can, I can handle this on my own. I know what to do. I'll just go and get some teaching from Tony Roberts and, and, and Robbins. Thank you. The best teaching that you'll ever get on life is in this book. Every time I, I start reading a self-help book or something like that, I, I, I find myself going, you could be reading the Bible. Whenever I, you know, how to increase your wealth, I, you could be reading the Bible. You know, how to train your brain to do, oh, I could be reading the Bible. You know, And that's not to say don't read, because leaders are readers. But I'm not. I'm a terrible reader. <laughs> Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jesus was familiar with sorrow and grief and suffering, and he was God. He was, he was God, but he wasn't God. He's the son of God. Don't try and work it out. He's God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Oh, Jesus was familiar with this, so God the Father knows exactly what mourning is like. And I I think, does God mourn over creation? Like, There are so many people right at this moment crying out to God or blaming God for their position in life, what they don't have or what they want in their life. They're crying out to God, please give me this, or they're, they're blaming God for this. That's why we're not to misuse the name of God, the character or the identity. Don't ever say, God, why did you do this? Just say, help me through this, Father. That's another thing that it says, Jesus says later in um, chapter 7, verse 7, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Why does it say ask? Uh, because because too many times we're complaining about what we don't have. We're, we're complaining about what this happened to me or I don't have that or they're better than me or whatever it might be. But when we're really meant to be asking, seeking, seeking, knocking and, and you might say but I've been asking for so long I've been seeking for so long I've been knocking for so long and God refuses to listen don't misuse the character the name God's ears hear everything there are no prayers that fall to the ground that's why Jesus when he stood outside a tomb where through four days he's dead he's Lazarus is dead if only you were here Jesus you could have helped him but now he's dead he is no more. Lazarus was dead. And Jesus stood out there and said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. Whoa. Just thank God that he hears you. And then, and then when he hears you, he responds. He always does. You might think, but I'm, I'm not getting what I'm asking for. No, <laughs> it's just the way it seems. So many times I've asked for what I wanted and God gives me what I need. I ask for things, and I say, "God, I need patience, and give it to me now." And He makes me wait. It makes me keep asking. It makes me increase my faith. Makes me grow. Makes me expand. Because He's a good Dad. He disciplines us, and not as He disciplines us. now, you know, no, 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 no. God disciplines us. And people nowadays, you know, we, we say that if you, if you spank your child, this is a pattern of the world, you spank your child, you're, you're just using violence. No, it's not. It's love. It's love. Oh. And if you, if you spank in anger, eh, that's not right. His discipline is to love, protect and guide us, to grow us into people that actually enjoy life. If you think that God's withholding from you and he's being nasty or he's he's hurting you at the moment and he's being... No, 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 no. Holy Spirit, teach me. Mind, come under the subjection of the Holy Spirit. Show me what the mind of Christ is. Show me the wisdom of God. Show me the revelation of what I'm not seeing. Lift the veil on this thing. So we need to do that sometimes, just so that we can see what God is actually saying. Ask God does not give bad gifts. He only gives good gifts. It says it right here. Jesus is teaching about his Father and he's showing us his Father. And and I love it how he repeated so many times, if you see me, you see the Father. I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it. Jesus said that so that we would know that his nature that he came in is so much like the Father's, to show us that the God of the Old Testament was now producing a new covenant, a new relationship, a new way that we could enter in and be one with the God of the universe. He wasn't distant. It wasn't rituals without relationship. Now it's all relationship. He loves us so much. And I just want to finish up. He wants to give you good gifts. And that's not like, oh, a new iPhone or a fast car or a house. He might. He did that with us once, gave us, blew us away. God is such a good God. He he just loves each one of us so much. If you're believing for something at the moment, it's in God. If you're believing for healing, it's in God. If you're believing for provision in your life, it's in God. If you're believing for peace, it's in God. Because it's all in His nature. It's all in His character. It's all in His name. If you go looking up the names of God, you'll be blown away by what He proclaims about who He is and what He is and what He's capable of. Nothing is impossible for God. And the beautiful thing is that when we partner with Him, nothing is impossible for those who believe. Whatever's in your heart, don't let your brain get in, because our thinking can sometimes get in the road of where our prayers are at. It says if you pray and don't doubt, it's possible. But what happens is we pray what's in our heart and then what we say, what's in our head, there's a disconnect and it bypasses that faith element, and the reasoning starts to get in there. But it, he hasn't done it yet. It, oh, it's never happened. And no, 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 no. Start speaking as if it is. Start proclaiming to those things that are dead to be alive. Start proclaiming those things that are, that are a negative or a deficit in your life that they are actually uh, what's the opposite to a deficit? <laughs> surplus. Thank you. It's a surplus in your life. Not a deficit in your life. Because God has good gifts for you. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find it. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Which of you, if he has a son, ask ask for... I'm messing this all up. Ask for bread... Who will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, who will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, you know, everything, ask for good gifts. And not just for stuff, ask for good gifts. Ask for the peace, ask for the healing, ask for wisdom. Word of God says, if, if you ask for wisdom, God will give it liberally. Yeah. Wisdom is a powerful thing to have. Oh, my friends, wisdom is a powerful thing to have. And you can gain it through time and trial and error. Because <laughs> I've had to do that in many things in my life. And you know what? We still will do that. But if we ask for wisdom, God gives it liberally. Liberally. Can you stand with me? I want to pray for you on this great Father's Day because this is an awesome day and we have an awesome God and I think it's time for awesome things to happen in your life, in your existence, in your work, in your family, in your marriage, in your school, in your workplace. Did I say that? I don't know. Reach your hands out like you're about to receive something because our God is a God that gives good gifts. Don't let your brain get in the road here. Don't let you thinking, because I want you to speak out in a moment what it is that you require, what you're asking, what you're seeking, what you're knocking for at the moment. And I don't want your brain to get in the road and, and start thinking, oh, but it hasn't happened. And, oh, no, it's only getting worse. The, the doctors have said this, or my bank account says that, or I don't have a job, or whatever it is, or, or I have a mental illness and peace is never going to be a part of my existence. no. Don't let your thinking get in the road of where your heart's at, and what your desire of your heart is. Don't let it bypass that connection. Father, I thank you that you hear us. When we ask for things, I thank you that you hear us. And not only that, but you respond when you do. Your ears are always open. Your hands are always full and they are always embracing us. Father, right now, I thank you for the words that Jesus spoke because we can stand on them because they are words from you. He never said anything that you didn't tell him to say. So I thank you that you told him for us to ask and for us to seek and for us to knock and that you are a good God, you're a good Father and you only give good gifts. And Father, I thank you for the good gifts right now that you have in store in your kingdom good gifts of healing, good gifts of peace, good gifts of provision, good gifts of comfort, good gifts, oh Lord, good gifts in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for the good gifts that are coming right now. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Father, for who you are. I praise you, Father, for who you are. You are a good God. You are a generous God. Your nature is so pure, so holy, so just, so majestic, so wonderful. Oh, Lord, you've given us such a beautiful earth to live in. You've given us beautiful flavours, beautiful food. Oh, Father, thank you for the good gifts that you're pouring out. Doubt, do not get in the road. I command doubt to be gone. I I command reasoning to go out the window. Increase our faith, Father. Increase our faith, Father. Increase our faith. Oh, in Jesus' name I proclaim. In Jesus' name I proclaim good gifts. In Jesus' name I proclaim good gifts, good marriages, good families, good relationships. Let's thank God for good gifts. Thank you, Father, for good gifts. You are a good God. Your nature is good. Your character is good. You are holy, 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 Lord. Oh, in Jesus' name we ask. And we say it is done. It is done. It is done. I'm just listening to the Spirit, and um, I, I, I mentioned this in the first service. And Adrian and I were talking a little while ago, and I, because I had a back injury years ago. It was actually right before we got married. It was um, I asked Kylie to marry me, and then I had a, a horrific accident, and I injured my back, and um, I had multiple surgeries and and procedures and oh my goodness it is and I could look at it and I could say what a terrible thing I had stolen off me but you know what I wouldn't be the person I am today if that hadn't happened now God didn't make it happen but he's made all things work together for good in my life and I wouldn't be as compassionate as I am now I wouldn't be um as peaceful, I wouldn't be as connected to God as I am now if that hadn't happened. So I thank God for my life. but I still live with pain on a daily basis, but I, I suffer with um, with the injury in my body. but recently i I started, I used to have an injury that I suffered from. i'm I'm getting really specific on the words that I use because I don't want to speak things give things life that I want them to die and I don't want to kill things that I want them to live so I'm I'm very careful with how I say things and I'm still correcting myself as you can tell so I started meditating on my body and I I just started meditating on and just thanking God for the area that was that was injured in my back and I started speaking to it for the for where the discs have been crushed and cut away through surgeries and where the, the laminations of the bones of the vertebra have been chiseled out and all these different things that have happened to it to me. And I and I started speaking to the to the disc and the annulus fibrosis to be sealed over and made like new and, and for the gel to, to be replenished and and for the bone to be restored. And I started in my mind imaging seeing it happen and and speaking to it that the cells would actually come together and and start growing the bone again. And where the the ligaments and tendons and everything are tight and they should be loose, that they'd become loose and relaxed. And where there's tight muscles for those muscles to be loose and where there's loose muscles for those to be tight. And I started speaking to my body and proclaiming things in my body. I'm saying this for a reason because we need to do this type of thing and wherever it is in your life that you are, you see a deficit or you, it might be an injury or it might be a mind thing or it might be a relationship start praying about it and then speaking into it life if it's, if it's a disconnect with, with whatever start speaking for reconnection start speaking to it because the Word of God, actually, Jesus tells us that when you pray, pray like this. But then it says to tell things. If you, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can say, mountain be removed and thrown into the ocean. So we're, we're meant to pray and we're meant to say. And those things are meant to line up. So I want my pray and my say to line up. That's why I can't speak the wrong things because I want life in my body I want life in my bones. I want life in my back. I don't want to I don't want to live like, you know, the because I'm 51 next week. This week. And I I don't want to be an old man before I'm an old man. But I'm I'm speaking to this now. I'm telling you, I have never had more pain than I'm I'm having at the moment. I'm really struggling with pain levels. But I could either speak and say that, that it's getting worse, and no, it's not. It's getting better. But the the the, fa- the the good fight of faith isn't an easy fight. It's actually a hard fight. That's why Paul said, "I've finished the race. I've fought the fight. I've held on to it." This is what we need to do. So I want I want you to take hold of this this week. And wherever there's some area in your life where you're believing for it, speak life into it. Speak life into it. Don't curse it. Don't bring death into that area. Speak life into it. Now you might say, but I want something to die off. Well then speak speak to it like Jesus spoke to the tree, the fig tree. He didn't curse the fig tree. He said, you will produce fruit no more. He actually spoke a word over it that he didn't say, die. He said, you won't produce fruit. Now because it couldn't produce fruit, it had no purpose to exist and it shriveled and died. Speak to things, you will continue no longer. You will stop, you will cease, but don't curse. The Word of God says, bless and do not curse. So we're actually meant to use the right words. So may I just pray for you for the right words, for wisdom in this area. Father, I thank you for wisdom. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom being released right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for wisdom, for the mind of Christ, And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that this week and the coming weeks and the months and the years that you will remind us and continue to train us, comfort us, counsel us in the right words to speak. That we would be like Jesus and speak only what the Father has us to speak. That we'd be followers of Jesus even to the utmost area that our words are life and life only. I speak words of life being released from our mouths. Words of life being released in our existence. Words of life being released in our heart and in our core. That there would be a stream bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up, never ending. Thank you, Father, for your promises. And I finish up by saying, Father, may your kingdom come. May your will be done in each life represented here, in each household represented here, in each individual represented here, in each marriage, in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah, the one who was living, who was dead and now living. Got it the right way around. Amen. Make it so. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.